The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn from savvy, street-smart entrepreneurs how to make the leap from running a stressful business that's always putting out fires to leading a successful company that is innovative, productive, profitable. Now, here's Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge. I'm Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. My motto is, if you do what you always did, you will get what you always got. Therefore, move outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. So let's start right now to bring some magic to your business with Marsha's Musings. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. What's next for you? Is it an entrepreneurial career? A product marketing manager was at a crossroads in his career. In answering the question, what's next for you, he said he wanted to look beyond a job and possibly become an entrepreneur. Before jumping into this new phase in his life, I asked him 10 questions that reflect key entrepreneurial characteristics. If you're thinking about an entrepreneurial career, how many can you answer yes to? One. I don't like conforming to the status quo. Do you bump heads with others because you want to change things? Two, I want control and power over my life. Do you welcome opportunities to make your own decisions? Three, I am a constant search for new opportunities. Are you always looking for better ways to do things? Four, I like to create things. Do you enjoy identifying problems and trying out different solutions? Five, I prefer not to be managed. Do you get annoyed when others tell you what you should do? Number six, I like to come in first. Do you consider yourself a competitive personality? Seven, I have a strong personal vision for my career path. Do you know where you want to be in two, five, or even ten years? Eight, I like the challenges of starting new projects. Do you find frustration in routine? Nine, I don't like taking no for an answer. Do you fight for what you want even if people are not with you? And 10, I am a forward thinker and welcome change. Do you feel your best days are ahead of you rather than in the past? Listeners, do you have the right stuff to be a successful entrepreneur? 
A simple assessment, the Entrepreneur Edge profile can tell you if you do. Want to find out? Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Today's program, continuing the theme of entrepreneurial leadership, is Mom Entrepreneur, Raising a Family and a Business. Why would a mom start a family and a business almost simultaneously? There's a saying, necessity is the mother of all inventions. For my guest, Andrea Thomas, owner and creator of the Scratch Me Not, it was designing a product to prevent her daughter from damaging her skin by constantly scratching her eczema. The reality is that moms and dads are often faced with everyday parenting challenges that bring ideas to their minds. It is a matter of being strategic when selecting the right product to bring to the marketplace. Andrea will share how she is making her product visible to the masses as well as she navigates these two very different worlds. Mom to four kids and business owner growing a business. Welcome, Andrea. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. Um, because this is a theme that um, I want to really um, delve deep into is because there are a lot of moms out there who are saying, do I really want to go back to corporate or do I want to start my own business? And so you are the ideal person that sh- needs to be on the show. So let's get started. Tell me about your business and why did you start it? Okay. Well, my company, of course, is called Scratch Me Not. Uh, We make clothing for children with sensitive and or itchy skin. And it began um, years ago when I was having my first child. And I had left corporate America um, to figure out, uh, well, actually, it was on a maternity leave. And I extended it for a few months just so I could get the hang of motherhood and that was a way for me to determine if I wanted to go back to work or stay home and be a full-time mom. And one of the things that I was excited about were the milestones, the um, just watching her grow. Mm-hmm. So we, um, I took the time off, and she was born, and a couple months into it, I realized her skin um, had some terrible red patches and they were itchy. Um, and so went back and forth to the doctor and found out that it was eczema with no rhyme or reason. So I began to search the internet and began to ask friends for a product that would prevent her from scratching and um, came up short. So I ended up deciding to um, create a prototype with a seamstress that I knew just to get an idea of if it would work, 
for my daughter. Mm-hmm. And my, my first priority was making sure that she had some relief. Um, and I went into prototype mode in my mind and also in real time because I knew that other parents were having the same issue. Right. And so that got you on your entrepreneurial journey, correct? Yes, yes. So four months in, um, I became a, I guess, a a stay-at-home mom and now an entrepreneur. (laughs) And just briefly, um, tell me, what, what, what does the product look like or what is it and how is it used? Okay, well, it is. Um, similar to a sweater or a shrug, um, where it goes on one arm or the other, and the mittens flip over the hand um, during a scratching moment. And then they flip open um, when you, when let's say the scratching moment has passed, you can continue playing and so on. If the moment occurs again, you can close one or both hands. They can still play and grab um, objects and continue being 100% baby, um, 100% baby. Uh, but the opportunity to hurt themselves by either pulling their hair or scratching um, gets reduced drastically. Wow. Um, and there's so many questions I want to ask you. How did you come up with this idea? I guess that's the main thing. I mean, uh, some people, did you have a um, an, uh, some kind of design background, or did this just happen by experiment? You know, that's the interesting thing. I uh, went to school for architecture, so I was working with an architect firm at the time, and so I had a, I guess, design mentality. Um, mm-hmm. But it was not geared towards clothing. It was more straight lines and buildings and and parts and pieces. So um, I could easily visualize what I wanted, but making it a reality, um, as I have no sewing experience, um, besides maybe making a pillow. (laughs) um, So that was something that I needed help with, but... I knew what wasn't working, and that that was traditional baby mittens because she would wiggle out of those or pull them off. I knew socks weren't working because she could pull those off or get rug burn from them from just constantly rubbing the mm-hmm. itchy area. Um, so I began to think, um, how can something stay on long enough to allow her skin to heal while I'm using different creams and medications if necessary? Um, and so I thought up the design in my brain, in my mind, and then I had to find someone who had sewing experience to actually bring it to life. Right. So this is a a great example of necessity uh, creates a product. Uh, You had Mm -hmm. a, and and you had a sense of what the product needed to be. But you also needed help in this because you needed someone who could make this and and make it you know both make it make it feasible. Um, and there's so many other things I want to ask you about that. And maybe you'll come back a second time because there's a whole issue of how do you go from idea to product to market. Um, mm-hmm. But 
you know, what I want to, with this first segment, is to just get a sense of why you started the business, which we know. And now, you know, two other real interesting questions that I ask all entrepreneurs, which is, um, what do you find most satisfying in being an entrepreneur? You know, that's such a complex question, um, and it does fluctuate depending on the season. Um, but right now, I know I wanted to spend more time with my kids. Um, and at the time when I started the company, I had one, and our family has since grown to four. And right. so we, I really wanted to be a part of their, their world and their life and their experience. Yeah. But yet there is a conflict of also building a company that requires my time like a child. Mm-hmm. So this was an interesting dynamic for us because I had a chance to pull the veil back on what it was like to build a business um, in front of my kids and also let mm-hmm. them be a part of it. Um, mm. And so they spent some of their first learning how to count and letters through helping me count flyers and put packages into the mail and wait for the mail lady. Um, this, this was just a lot of different ways that I could kind of introduce a business homeschool, if you can say, for my children. So that's been a great perk, but it's also been a challenge to juggle to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... Um and now we're going to really get into some of the challenges. Um, uh, so, you know, starting and growing a business requires more than a business plan, okay? Um, mm-hmm. What were the top three challenges in getting uh, Scratch Me Not off, you know, off the ground? And both the business challenges, and then you also alluded to the uh, personal and um, mom challenges, so talk a bit about that. Well, you know, they say if you build it, um, they will come. And that is completely a myth that I found out the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew that I wanted to sell this product online. And um, I decided that I would build a website. And this is, I built it first on WordPress. And mm-hmm. before it was the drag and drop plug and play. Mm-hmm. So having to learn a little bit of coding along the way and how to market, uh, these were different avenues that I was learning on the job because I just jumped straight into entrepreneurship. I didn't try to prepare my mind or um, lay out a strategic plan. I just wanted to get the product to the parent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I built this wonderful looking website at the time and didn't see anyone coming to it. And so I'm having to troubleshoot real time how to get traffic to the website, how to let the masses know that this great product exists, Mm -hmm. and also how to, I I think I was trying to figure out how to automate this um, to where I wasn't babysitting it every step of the way. Mm -hmm. Um, So those were a few few challenges that I, that was very exciting for me, uh, yet you know, you want to reach more than one family. Now, when we got our first sale, that was, I was above the moon. I was so excited and happy that I was actually helping someone that I did not even know. Um, but now it was time to raise the bar and reach, uh, I guess, hundreds and thousands of families. 
Right. So we have about two minutes more before the break. Uh, so you talked about the business challenge. Uh, what What's the mom challenge? And we'll probably even go into that second segment. So what are some of the mom challenges you're finding? One of the mom challenges, I think the, the major one is mom guilt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I identify one. I understand <laughs> okay. yeah, that's a hard one because I love what I do I love working but I also love my kids and I want to make sure that I'm nurturing them and raising them properly and I'm attending to them as needed and sometimes they overlap because they are young um, and for the most part they're at home with me so I have to be um proactive and making sure that I have time set for them, time set for work. And when they do overlap, I've had to provide, I guess, incentive rewards for, hey, if you let mommy stay on the phone and have this phone call with this person, we get to go to the park afterwards. And also just moments of come along and work aside with me. Um, You can have your laptop. And you can type up some of your work, and I can do mine right next to you. As you have questions, um, we can interact back and forth. So that's some of the ways that I kind of do it practically. And it seems like in, uh, that you integrate, you know, you, 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 you integrate both at the same time. Um, so it is time for a short break. I'm Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Andrea Thomas, owner and creator of the Scratch Me Not, telling her story of mom entrepreneur raising a family and a business. In the next segment, Andrea will be talking about uh, the, the issues that she's facing growing a business as well as what she's doing to prepare as the business grows. So you're listening to The Business Edge on Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Need a speaker for your next event that will engage, educate, and energize? Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, will quickly capture your audience's attention with her enthusiasm, her ability to connect with diverse groups, and her real-world success stories. She creates learning experiences that turn on the light bulbs, trigger innovative ideas, and motivate decisive action. The result? Accelerated leadership performance and business profitability. Schedule a keynote, presentation, or webinar now. Go to smartmovescoach.com forward slash speaking. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com. Have you ever heard of someone who felt stuck in a challenging situation, feeling sideswiped by an event that took their success path off course? Glenn Ramsey, the entrepreneur blind spot coach, will help you to identify the unnoticeable reasons why you've derailed and get back on track with your KPI goals. 
Get realigned with success and connect with Glenn, the blind spot coach, at Glenn at InspireNexus.com to schedule your free discovery coaching session today. That's Glenn, G L E N, at InspireNexus.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to the Business Edge. I'm Marcia Seidel, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter, those do, that do good and do well. My guest, Andrea Thomas, is the owner and creator of the Scratch Me Not, telling her story of mom entrepreneur raising a family and a business. And at the, uh, in the first segment, Andrea talked about how she started this business. It was out of necessity um, because of a condition her daughter had, and she developed a product, and she's taken it to market. And now we would like to get into... Um, now that you have the product and it's it's you know you've taken it to the market as I said, uh, what are your future plans? Uh, where do you want Scratch Me Not to be in three to five or even ten years from now? Yes, well, when I first started uh, Scratch Me Not, I was just really content helping other moms um, and dads that were going through something similar. And then it dawned on me that, no, I really just want to rule the world. <laughs> I want, <laughs> I want um, when people think of scratching, um, instead of thinking of traditional mittens, they think of the scratch me not. Um, so I kind of set the bar high on where I want to take scratch me not, and now it's just a matter of paving the way to get there. So you want, obviously, you, you want to rule the world, but w- what's your vision maybe in, th- in three years or five years? Have you planned that out as to where, you're, where, you, or where you are today and where you might be either in terms of sales or whatever mm-hmm. um, uh, standards you, you, you are or goals you are, uh, you are driving towards? Yes, definitely. Um, so one of the things that we want, to um, make sure that we tackle is not just focusing on the U.S. market, but also international. Um, mm-hmm. Our products can be used for a variety of reasons, and so we want to make sure that we are diversified um, and did not want to get caught up focusing only on the U.S., although that is a very large market. Um, there were other countries that we definitely wanted to focus on. Um, we definitely have our numbers that we want to reach, but I try to change my mindset instead of looking at the numbers, thinking of as families we want to reach. Um, because our, our true goal and mission is to be a part of each family's excellent journey or um, whatever condition they're going through. We want to be a part of the journey that they're going through, not just for the um, temporal use of our products. So whether that's education or 
um, different tips and tricks on how to combat a condition or keep it at bay. We want them to think of us as a valuable resource. Um, so the, uh, I guess the examples of where we want to be three or five years from now aren't necessarily sales related, um, okay. but they do translate into um, reaching more families and sales. Right. And, um, and, you know, you use the word we. So I, can you tell who the we are in your business right now? Yes, I do say we a lot. Um, I think that's a, probably a marriage thing, too. <laughs> but um, when I started the company, I definitely had my husband's support. And so he, although he wasn't actively um, doing the labor and the actual work of the company, I was definitely running thoughts by him, um, getting feedback and if-then statements. Um, and then recently, he came on board full-time. So now there is truly um, two people spearheading the company. Right. And for those out there who um, are thinking of um, um, uh, having a business as a couple, um, mm-hmm. um, what were, just quickly, what were some of, are there challenges or, are, and if there are, how are you working them out? Oh, Marcia, this is <laughs> <laughs> working with your husband. I was warned. I was warned that it could be the end of our marriage. I was warned that we would argue every day. Um, and I was really nervous, but one thing that I value about Brian is that he's a forward thinker. He's very, he has a lot of organized corporate thoughts that he brings to the table. And on my side, I'm the innovator, the visionary, and I know where I want to take the company. So some things that we did to kind of set our boundaries and kind of give us our own territory Mm-hmm. Is before he even came on board, we divided the company into segments. Mm-hmm. And he would be over certain parts and I would be over certain parts. And we would, of course, um, have those checks and balances where we would um, have meetings and discuss what's going on and hold each other accountable. But I think that was a key uh, way of making sure that he had autonomy and I was not micromanaging and a way to make sure that we were on the same page as to who does what. Right. And I think that comes from uh, uh, those uh, who have worked in corporate. Uh, One of the big things is determining roles, responsibilities, um, uh, decision-making, and authority. Um, And what I find interesting is, and I want to delve more into it, that you didn't, you thought about this ahead of time, and you started preparing for it. Um, and so you, 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 you brought your, um, if I quote, corporate experience of, you know, of structure perhaps or determining, you know, what, who has what, what, what roles and what responsibilities. Um, and then you, you're, you're already starting out on a, a place where there's agreement um, just real quickly, uh, just like in companies, uh, sometimes there's conflict, even if everything is laid out. So have you had that experience where you've um, uh, extended boundaries? And um, just quickly, how did you deal with that? 
Yes. Well, we knew it was inevitable. So we we just tried to prepare as best we could before we both um, dove into this uh, together. Um, and I always joke with him uh, that I'm training him to be an entrepreneur and mm. he's training me on how to be corporate. Because mm. when you're a solo entrepreneur, a lot of my thoughts happen internally and I act upon them. I don't have to check it with anyone for the most part and I hand out tasks to myself or to others and we, we get things done. Um, mm-hmm. There are times when we disagree, when we want to go different directions, and we really have to have some difficult conversations, place some, some decisions on hold until we can come to a resolution, and mm-hmm. then really uh, do a SWOT analysis of the pros and cons, strengths and weaknesses, to really determine who is the, whose decision is the better option. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's... What I'm learning within entrepreneurship, there's a lot of right ways to do things. There is no one right way. It's just mm. which way will get us there the fastest and the most effectively. And I think that is a really interesting point um, because, yes, there are, there are different ways to, to move from A to B or to do something, but um, taking the time to figure out what is the the best decision or the best way to do it. So I'd like to, to move on because, you know, um, I know you have these great plans for the future. Um, and yeah. we talked about um, how you're preparing for them. And one was, you know, you brought your husband in and now it's a we. It's both. It's your business. Uh, both of your businesses, but thinking ahead, there are things that you're going to be looking at as you grow your business. Um, and so let's just kind of, get, you know, get your thoughts on, let's say, hiring. How are you going to hire the right talent? Right. This is um, something that I constantly think about because we've hired and fired in the past, and we do. And it's a trial and error situation. So being an entrepreneur, you wear several hats, and Within those hats are positions that you want to eventually outsource to someone else. And so what I've done um, is created a handbook, created these different positions based off of what I'm doing, and I've documented those. So when we are able to hire someone on or use a consultant, they already have a blueprint on where to start. Um, Mm. That's one of the ways that I'm trying to work on the business instead of in the business. Um, And it's very easy to get stuck working in the business because there's so much to do. Right. So that is one way that you are preparing for the future. Um, Mm -hmm. Great idea. Great way. Not wait till you already hired people and then say, okay, what are they supposed to do? Um, What are the the processes and procedures? You've laid it out. Um, Yes. So the second is um, you're thinking about, I know we talked about uh, developing a culture. Um, What kind do you want for your company and how are you going to go about making it happen? You know, I go back and forth on this one because there's the Zappos and Google culture that has been created where they make it this fun, enjoyable experience almost to the point to where you don't want to leave. Um, and I thought, you know, I really want our employees to love 
coming to work, whether it's virtually or in the office. But at the same time, I want them also to have family time mm-hmm. and not feel like they're stuck at work or or the opposite way where the spouse or the children are feeling like the the um, one person is always at work and they don't get to interact with them. Um, so one, one of the things that I really want to accomplish is creating a family inviting uh, work relationship or work environment. Um, and I haven't worked out all the details because this is still a new evolving, I guess, mm-hmm. area within the workplace having your children there, and if so, what ages are appropriate? Um, how do you make sure that uh, the parents are actually doing the work versus parenting? Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of dynamics that I'm still putting the pieces together, but I would love to have an environment to where if a mom has a new baby, she can bring her, him or her to work um, and not feel guilty. Um, or feel like they have to do child care. They can choose whether they want to or not. And then mm-hmm. also, if they have older children coming into the workplace and feeling welcome and not like they're disrupting the atmosphere. Right. Um, and I know that's an evolving uh, a project for you, and probably it's going to take some uh, trial and error. Um, do you have, uh, you know, you say, you, you, yeah, there's the Zappos and the Googles of the world. But they have one culture. Um, do you have any role models for the kind of culture that you're trying to build, which which is love coming to work, but also family's important? Um, yes. and I've been, I've been looking for companies that embrace that. And, I, and I've seen a few, um, even at a local hospital, they have child care available within the um, hospital grounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen stores where um, the moms are carrying their little ones while they're showing product to the customers. Um, mm-hmm. But I haven't seen that specific dynamic that I'm looking for where um, depending on the age of the child, there's like a play area and there's a jungle gym over here and there's also workplaces and quiet zones. Um, just I have a vision of how I want the workplace to flow and mm-hmm. I haven't quite found a, I guess, a true um, guide mm. to, of what I'm looking for. Um, and just what occurred to me is there are workplaces now, quite a few, that uh, uh, workers bring their pets. Is that something, you know, what, you know, you see the dogs or you see the whatever. Is that something you're thinking about as well? Or is that going to be a problem with kids who may have allergies? You know, that's... For me, that's that's above and beyond. <laughs> I I am a, um, a, a definitely a family person. Um, it doesn't extend into the the pets. Um, I don't want to be closed minded. Yet at the same time, I think right now I just want to nail down children and and parents in the workplace. Right. <laughs> that, that sounds fine. Um, we have a couple, just about two minutes more. Um, are there areas we haven't touched that you, you are you are already preparing for for that you know that that growth phase? We talked about hiring. We talked about culture. Um, we can talk about you know either building a management team or how you. The other issue is how you, as an entrepreneur, are going to have to change your leadership style. 
Yes, that's definitely something that I'm constantly working on, um, self-building. Because um, mm-hmm. as I've mentioned, I've hired and fired in the past, and I realized that my eye for finding the right person to fit within the company um, was a little cute. And so I'm constantly trying to refine how I view leadership, not mm-hmm. just going off of past experiences when I was in the workplace, um, but how I want people to relate to me, to feel when they come to the office and ask me questions. So I'm constantly reading articles and, and books and uh, listening to podcasts on how to be a great leader and also a great follower because you have to be able to know when to lead and when to let others lead um, and give them a sense of autonomy and purpose and drive that I think sometimes gets stifled. And on that note, we are going to take a short break. I'm Marcia Seidel, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Andrea Thomas, owner and creator of the Scratch Me Not, telling her story of mom entrepreneur raising a family and a business. Uh, you're listening to the Business Edge on Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you starting a business, growing a business, or investing in businesses? How well do you stack up to successful entrepreneurs? Do you have the right leadership and talents to build profitable, saleable companies? Find out if you're on the right success track by taking the Entrepreneur Edge and the Emotional Intelligence Profiles. You'll get fast, personalized feedback with your top success factors and the top smart moves to power on and power up your business performance. Start right now. Go to smartmovescoach.com and click on Success Profiles. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Need a speaker for your next event that will engage, educate, and energize? Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, will quickly capture your audience's attention with her enthusiasm, her ability to connect with diverse groups, and her real-world success stories. She creates learning experiences that turn on the light bulbs, trigger innovative ideas, and motivate decisive action. The result? Accelerated leadership performance and business profitability. Schedule a keynote, presentation, or webinar now. Go to smartmovescoach.com forward slash speaking. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You're tuned into the Business Edge with Marsha's Idol. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. 
Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge. I'm Marcia Seidel, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. My guest is Andrea Thomas, owner and creator of the Scratch Me Not, telling her story of mom entrepreneur raising a family and a business. And we heard um, a great deal about how she started this business, where she is taking this business, and how miraculously she is juggling the role of mom of four kids and a entrepreneur who's building a thriving business that makes to that wants to make a real difference in the world. So, Andrea, um, you're a great ro- uh, role model for others out there. Uh, but you know, reflecting back about your entrepreneurial journey so far, what has been your biggest aha moment? You know, that's. Um a great question because I, when I transitioned from working corporate to being a stay-at-home mom, I went through a big identity crisis of, mm-hmm. I can't relate anymore. I, I can only say I used to be an architect for so long, and I don't necessarily want my identity to be a mom only, and went through this phase of, who am I? And mm-hmm. then along came uh, this this company, and I realized, you know, my identity does not have to be in one thing only. It should not be in my career only or being a mom only. And and people are versatile, and my identity can reflect that. So that was a big aha moment that I experienced and, and worked through on the entrepreneurial journey in the beginning. Uh, that is a great point um, for anyone who's made a transition uh, um, even, and I recently spoke to someone who is going to be retiring <clears throat> in about six months. And the question is, who am I? Who am I? I used to be X for 30 plus years. Um, and so, you know, I think that's one of the key points that you bring out about, and, and the idea that your identity is not just one thing. It can be a variety because we are we are people of you know we have lots of different talents. Um, so when you, when someone says who are you right now, how do you answer that? Do you, you say know, it I'm depends a- on how I want to mess with their mind. <laughs> <laughs> do I say I am a mom of four kids? Do I say I'm a serial entrepreneur? Do I say I own my own company? Do I just lay low and say I'm a woman and I'm just trying to make my place known in this world. It, it really, the answer definitely changes depending on how I feel and what I want to convey on that, on that day or moment. <laughs> I can see you messing people's minds. I think that's great. Yes. People put you in a box so quickly. It's like, okay, you know, it's like asking when they first meet you, what do you do? Or it's, yeah. it's almost like they're asking, how much do you make? It's like, do you really want to know? what I do for a living or are you just trying to size me up so you can determine if I'm worthy of a conversation? So I go through those, uh, those little mind games kind of frequently. Okay. Um, so, you know, moving on, cause I want to tap your wisdom. What advice or words of wisdom when you give to entrepreneurs starting or growing a business, some do's and don'ts. 
Um, definitely try your best to plan ahead. It is great to have an idea, um, and it's great to be a visionary, which I think that's definitely a requirement, but mm-hmm. there has to be some type of series of actions that you're wanting to implement to get this result. Um, you know, the world doesn't just hand you um, this, this big reward because you have this great idea. So you have to have some type of strategy, a time frame, and and just how you plan on getting from A to B and then B to Z. Mm-hmm. Um, and does that come naturally to you? Because some visionaries aren't, you know, they have these great ideas, but they, they have difficulty in focusing on strategy, on action mm-hmm. steps, on timeline. Was that something that came uh, easy to you or did you have to learn that? I definitely had to learn that. I had some vague ideas and vague strategies, um, but it wasn't until I sought out people who had who were a few steps ahead of me, if not more, um, researching and yeah, I think it's a lot of Googling, a lot of reading and asking questions and getting past the surface. Um, we get so caught up on people's successes, we don't ask a lot about the struggles and the hard times. That makes them more real. So when mm-hmm. someone else is going through a hard time, they won't, they won't say, I'm different because I'm struggling. They'll say, oh, this is a part of the process. Now I can just push through it and make it to the, the reward. Right. So one of the uh, advice or words of wisdom is to plan ahead. Okay. Yes. Um, other other thoughts that come to your mind? Um, so this kind of bleeds into my, my, I guess, my three traits. So definitely right. a visionary with an action plan. Um, and, and that plan is going to evolve. So don't get me wrong. It's not static. It's a, it's a working document. Um, and then being a risk taker. Uh, in this entrepreneurial life, We can only plan so much. So after a while, we have to actually step out on faith and see what's going to happen. Um, That's challenging for some people. Um, For me, it's a little bit easier because I'm like, okay, what's the worst that can happen? We lose money. We go bankrupt. All right. I've known, I've seen several people rebuild from scratch again. Let's go ahead and try it. Um, Versus (laughs) my husband, per se, he's a little bit more practical and, um, love stability. So some of the things that I want to implement, he has to anchor me and say, slow down. <laughs> Let's do this a little bit more. Um, and then also mindset. We have to have a positive mindset because there are some hard times and you will feel like maybe I should give up. Maybe that nine to five life is better than I thought. Um, it's a little bit easier, definitely. Um, you have cause and effect, and you kind of know the outcome is more predictable. Um, so if you don't train your mind to expect good and to push off the negative, um, I don't feel like you can make it to that successful end that you're planning for. So, you know, um, there's so much that, you know, some really great ideas, which were, you know, the, the, the visionary has an action plan, but you also um, need to, um, you know, visionary, but you need an action plan. Um, and the idea of being a risk taker, um, okay. I think 
that also, you know, um, let me just ask you, um, have you taken risks that did not end well? Uh, and how did you deal with that? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. We, uh, we were making our product locally for the longest time, and we outgrew our local manufacturer, and it was time for us to find a new factory. And I searched locally, um, couldn't get the price points that we needed, and it was going to cause the price of our product to, to increase. And so I said, okay, I, we have to start looking overseas. A lot of our products, I mean, materials are already sourced overseas, so it makes sense not to pay the marked up price um, mm-hmm. to get it made in the U.S. So we did that, and I thought I knew the production process based off of how I do it, how we did it in the U.S. and locally. But there are so many pieces, additional pieces, to the puzzle and communication barriers that we have to work through when I can't see someone in person or speak over the phone. Um, so we created, created a new color skew for our product line, and there were some oversights on my behalf. There were um, miscommunications done. And when we got the 3,000 units, they were not what I expected. And so we, we took a leap and we, we jumped out and we made the biggest order we had done at that time. And I thought, I have just ruined the company. How am I going to sell this product? <laughs> what are we going to do with it? And our customers are not going to be happy. And so at that moment, I felt like I should probably close up shop and just lay in the fetal position in a corner somewhere. <laughs> um, but what I had to do was put on my marketing hat and say, okay, how can I, how can ah. I turn this negative into a positive? How can I make sure that it's meeting our customers' need? And definitely don't want to be deceitful. We don't want to lie, but we want to um, def- bring the positive aspects of the product to the forefront. Mm-hmm. They will see the flaws. They will see the different nuances that are different. That's fine. But let's focus on the functionality and the reason why this product is in existence. And we ended up doing really well with that product. Um, I cringed every time I saw a sale. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, knew, I knew so much more because of that moment. I knew how to create the next run to be even better and work through all those processes. And thankfully, within entrepreneurship, you do have some leeway, some growing room. Um, And so it's just a matter of how you're going to portray those those errors, those flaws. Are we going to ignore them and pretend like it never happened? Or are we going to face them head on and turn this into the best lemonade stand ever? Right. And I think this this story exemplifies what I always tell uh, people from personal experience that I've learned more from my mistakes than I've learned from my successes. And I think yes. this this is this was a great learning experience. Well, Andrea, it's been delightful having you on the show. I really enjoyed interviewing you and finding out about your entrepreneurial journey. But now, uh, can you tell people how to contact you and and a little bit more about, you know, uh, about your business and the website and things like that? 
Yes. Well, you all, everyone can reach me um, by the website is andreathomascollective.com, and there you'll see all about our product, the Scratch Me Not, and the other things that I'm up to. Um, and you can reach me at info at andreathomascollective.com. And I'd love to answer questions, give feedback, and really help others along the way in their entrepreneurial journey. And so I know you said it quick, quickly in the beginning. Uh, maybe because I, I, if, if people didn't get it, listeners didn't get it, um, uh, your website, um, it, uh, can you repeat that? Yes, it's andreathomascollective.com. And there you can see... Scratch Me Not, um, the link to that, along with seeing other things that I'm doing behind the scenes. Well, Andrea, again, thank you so much, and and, uh, you will be back because I want to see how you've continued your journey. So thank Thank you again. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed this so much. I really appreciate it. Okay, so listeners, next week's program to bring more magic to your leadership and company is Building a Culture of Excellence. Today's economic environment demands excellence from every business leader, from the shop floor to the top floor. The key to scaling up your organization from the status quo to a higher standard of excellence is your company culture. When you build a culture of excellence, you create better employee engagement, better customer experience, and building a powerful brand. My guest is Tal Schnall, a customer experience mentor with more than 20 years experience in the hotel industry. He will share five essentials that will create a culture of excellence in all companies, big and small. Tune in September 16th at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Here's a smart moves tip for your week. Every day, go after your high payoff priorities. Minimize the time spent on stomping ants, those tasks that give you a quicker kill and a higher body count, but don't put much meat on the table. Are you an elephant hunter or an ant stomper? Here's how to find out. Let's do a productivity audit. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. And now my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, those who asked what happened. Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. As a Smart Moves Coach, let me show you how. Thank you for listening to The Business Edge with Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach and Speaker, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. Remember, to be successful, you must get outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha's Idol, the Smart Moves Coach. Join us again next Friday, noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Make the leap from a stressful to a successful business. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.